Welcome to A Wild New Work, a podcast about how to take wise, soul-centered action in your work life, all based on the wisdom of nature. I'm Megan Leatherman, a mother to two small kids, coach, writer, and amateur ecologist living in the Pacific Northwest, and I'm your host today. Hi friend, welcome. I'm so glad that you're here today. I'm recording this just on the other side of the summer solstice, which is on June 21st. If you're in the Southern Hemisphere, then you just crossed over the winter solstice. Um, And so we are in a totally new season and I hope it feels rejuvenating to you. And if you had, you know, 30 seconds to sort of make peace with the spring and what you just went through or the fall if you're in the southern hemisphere then I hope you can do that and just sort of glean any insights from what the last three months have been like what was that like to move from one season into the next with the summer solstice the sun moved into the sign of cancer and cancer is symbolized by the crab which I will be talking about a lot in this episode today the crab is such an amazing teacher, the molting process that they go through in particular, so I'm going to be sharing a lot about that today. So it's an auspicious time with the summer solstice, the light is strong, we're in a new season, you know, we're midway through the Gregorian calendar year, so it's a really beautiful time to sort of pause and reassess and see like where am I, what have I been through the last six months or since the last solstice in December um, and how do I want to move forward and so today I'm going to be talking about how to work with this early seasonal shift by really honoring the need for your own personal transformations and recommitting to what feels like alignment for you with what feels congruent to you right now in this season. You know, in the vocational model that I work with, the seasonal model that I guide clients through, in the summer, we're looking at the themes of fruition and alignment. So, you know, the light is strong. What we planted in the spring has bloomed in some form or another. It may not be here yet, but we can start to see what is here, what what was that plant or that intention or how has it grown? What kind of fruit is it bearing? And not only can we see it, we can actually pick it and eat it and taste it and see what what is this strawberry plant like? What is that raspberry like? What How have my intentions bloomed? How has my self and my concept of self bloomed and come into being this summer? And so as we're doing this and like enjoying the fruits of our labor and our intentions, the way that our personalities, identities, ways of being in the world have grown, we want to stay really close to the skill of alignment. You know, in the summer, the days are long, the temperatures are high, we have to be really wise and judicious about our water use, about our energy expenditure. Just like with the winter, summer can be a really harsh, dangerous time, right? We sort of walk that edge between enjoying it and enjoying the long days and the heat and swimming, but also remembering that we have to stay really 
aware of our health and how we're doing and you know is it too much do I have a headache from being dehydrated do I need to slow down and not exert so much so the plants know this right the evergreen trees know to be really careful about their water use and to slow down the energy so that they can be here for the long term um, and we know that too but we need to slow down enough to really remember it and slow down enough to enjoy what's here to enjoy the fruits that are here and pick them and make a pie or a cobbler and and that takes time and space um and so i know how easy it can be to just sort of want to fly through the season or like if it's a really hot day just complain about how miserable it is and i i totally do that last night we wrapped up with some friends we did like an outdoor um dinner and hanging out in their yard and it was so lovely but it was like 98 degrees and Wyatt, my daughter, got in the car and she was just like crying. So she was just so tired and hot and she was just like crying. I want it to be winter. <laughs> um, and I know how that feels. And uh, it's a challenge for me in the heat to really be here now. Um, but it's, a, I think, an important exercise. So can we feel you know, the heat of the sun? Can we feel the drought if we're somewhere where there's a lack of water? Can we be with what is here? Can we also notice the beauty that is here and the plants that are flowering, um, the birds that are up early with the sun? Can we put our bodies into natural water? Can we feel what it's like to come out and dry off in the sun? Can we just notice and be with what it's like to sweat, to be warm, to be kind of forced to slow down by the heat? You know, sometimes I wonder, like, what would work look like if our workplaces weren't air conditioned, you know? And on one hand, that would be extremely dangerous and a lot of people would be hurt because capitalism, you know, is a death machine that doesn't stop for anyone. But on mass, like if we were on, if we were so uncomfortable and actually listened to our bodies and stopped with this, like sanit, these sanitized work environments, or even in our homes, like staying comfortable, we would work a lot less, right? Because we would have to listen to our bodies and know that we just, you know, we can't just sit in this heat for eight hours at a computer. So all of that to say, in this summer, real-time summer, if you're here listening with me in early summer, June, um, also metaphorical summer, if you're in that stage in your working life, we want to be really focused and judicious with our resources and our energy so that we can enjoy this time and stay aligned. And so to support you in your alignment, I want to talk today about the crab and this amazing model for personal transformation and and just like witnessing the magic of nature and the natural world. So like I mentioned, the sun moved into the sign of cancer on the summer solstice, June 21st. Cancer is a cardinal water sign, so it's initiating us into a new season. There's like a power and an energy behind it. It's a water sign, and I always think of it as like these full rushing rivers, right? We've got the snow melt. These rivers are high. um, They're moving. We also hear a lot about how cancer is like the great mother and sometimes that we can think of that as just this like soft loving demure mother but I think of it more as this like ferocious like bear cougar mama mammal energy this protective um, energy in the tarot 
Cancer corresponds to the chariot card in the first line of the major arcana. And the chariot is a time in our lives where we are looking at and reevaluating the vehicle of our lives. So how do my structures, my habits, my relationships help me propel toward my dreams? How do they help me create momentum? Um, and do they need to be upgraded, right? Are these, am I moving through my life in a way that is big enough to let that rushing river come through, to let that ferocious mother protective energy be real and realized in my life? But we're also looking at like, being the chariot versus the chariot driver. So how can I let this river, let this momentum, let this chariot take me places? It's a different kind of effort. How can I sync up with life force and the vitality that flows through all of life so that I can ride along and enjoy it and be, you know, moving at quantum speeds and growing and and expanding in the ways that I want to without all of the effort and turmoil and tumultuousness that a lot of us get into when we think we're trying to make change in our lives. So it's really learning about how to work with life and life force around us um, and giving ourselves permission to ride along and to be bigger and more expansive. Um, or it doesn't, it doesn't even have to be bigger. It's just how can we live into the fullness of us at this time and our lives and and the opportunities around us. Cancer is also symbolized by the crab, and I want to talk about that specifically now. So all throughout their lives, crabs go through a molting process. Um, Sometimes it's a few times, sometimes it's like 20 times throughout their lives, depending on the type of crab and how long they live. But as you know, crabs have an exoskeleton. They have a hard shell that doesn't grow. So the soft body inside of them, their limbs, their organs, those are growing, but they have this hard shell that's rigid that can't grow with it. So at some point in their life cycle, they have to molt and create, get out of that smaller shell and get into a bigger one and this is a really incredible process when you study it and it's just sort of imbued with like magic and teaching um, for us and so I want to walk you through the process and I encourage you to just notice what stands out to you and trust that whatever stands out to you might be meant for you might be a message that you need to hear and pay attention to today. So the process starts with the crab taking in cues from the environment, which triggers their hormonal changes. So in female crabs, their hormones begin to shift to signal to the body that it's time to molt. Um, Male crabs also get these signals um, and the crabs go through a period of fasting initially to concentrate their energy reserves. So there's this theme again of being judicious with our energy. They also, before they officially begin molting or cracking open their shell, there's a period of calcium absorption. So they're getting as much calcium as they can from this existing shell, absorbing it onto their soft body to take with them into the new shell. At that point, they start to fill themselves with water or air if they're a land crab. So filling themselves up so much with water and becoming so big that they can't help but break their molting seam. So they get, they fill themselves up, they get really big, their soft body expands, and then the molting seam on the back of their shell cracks and creates an opening. 
At that point, they begin to crawl out of the old shell. They extract their soft body from the old shell. This can take hours um, as the crab it takes a lot of energy for them to extract themselves from this so this hard shell. And then once they're finally out of it, they start to absorb water or air again to get extra big, to get really full before their new shell forms and hardens over them because they want to make sure that this new shell is big enough to be comfortable for them to for them to live and grow um, in good ways until the next cycle. So at this point they are soft, they're very vulnerable to predators, they've just expended a lot of energy. There's this definite period of risk and vulnerability, but they are also experiencing this newfound spaciousness um, and expansion before their new home forms over them, their new layers of protection those take a few days to harden their new shells. So you also have a need to molt. <laughs> you have a molting scene. You have trigger points in your life where your soul is going to call out to you that you need to make a change, that you need to transform in some way. This could be tiny and just focused on one area of our lives, like if you want to be called by a new name or if you are starting a new job and you want to um, extract yourself from an old work identity and create a new shell that is more spacious for you. You know, sometimes it feels like we're forced to molt because of external circumstances, but if we start to pay close enough attention, we can see how the external environment, our lives outside of us, interact with our internal systems, with our bodies and our souls to show us that it's time to make a change. It could be that work we used to be in and enjoy doesn't really feel good anymore. It might be that treatment that we used to tolerate or we're fine with doesn't feel tolerable anymore or a home that we used to love just doesn't feel like home anymore or a relationship that's ready to shift or fall away. So we get these signals all the time that things want to change and transform and that's part of being alive. But so often we override the little signals that we get and then the thing can become, the transformation that's required can become messier or more complex or more overwhelming than it was originally. So this is an invitation to start paying close attention to where you feel like you want a little transformation, a little molting process. Um, and I'll talk about how to work with that in a minute. I would be remiss if I didn't also talk today about the collective molting process that we are going through. You know, last week the Supreme Court delivered their final decision on Roe v. Wade, and for me this is just another um, step in the descent into fascism or minority rule in this country, and I don't say that to like be casual about it or scare anyone, but for me it, it just... Um, it sort of makes sense in a really like fucked up sad way. Um, you know, we're on the precipice of Independence Day, July 4th, celebrating the birth of this 
so-called country. So if you think of it in terms of like the zodiac calendar, the United States is a cancer. Um, and collectively we are, I think, a crab that no longer fits inside of its original shell. You know, the quote unquote founding fathers, yeah, they did something different, maybe interesting for their time. It I'm sure was liberatory for a select group of people being white European uh, settlers, but they, these people don't need to be our guides anymore, right? Like we don't, um, we don't have to stick to the constitution. We don't have to hold on to this old shell of what the United States maybe was or never was, or what we thought it was supposed to be. And so the external environment here in the United States is sending us all sorts of clues that we are in the molting process, but it's uncomfortable and it takes a lot of energy. And where I think there's untapped potential for those of us who are paying attention to this and are feeling like we're here and we're awake to it as much as we can be at this moment, I think there's untapped potential in transforming the belief that we can't handle this. I notice that that's where I get really drained is when I buy into the belief that I can't even like be in these times. I can't survive this. I can't make sense of this. I can't live inside of growing fascism or minority rule. And again, this is my perspective as someone in a white body who doesn't have a lot of experiencing experience reckoning with like really difficult state-sponsored tragedy and oppression. So this is a very humble perspective. But I think, you know, it's true that many of us are overworked, overwhelmed, we're trying to maintain maybe old ways of living in the midst of new challenges. And that doesn't mean that this is our fault. It's just that I think a lot of us are still trying to come to terms with the fact that um, the social safety net is eroding even further. Um, Basic services are crumbling. Infrastructure is poor. It's becoming more and more obvious, I guess, that the structures that we may have believed in or put our faith in are not going to be stable sources of support for anyone except um, people in power who want to maintain that power. So that sense of frailty, this idea that we can't even handle our own lives, you know, I can barely draw boundaries at work. Like, what am I going to do in the midst of, you know, growing fascism? How could we be with civil unrest or the birth of a new collective? I can't even, you know get my groceries on time. That sense of frailty really sabotages us and makes us fearful. It disempowers us and disengages us. And this early summer, we can transform into people who believe that we can meet these times. Not just meet them, but meet them with courage, with resolve, with clarity, and with success. You know, we could become the kind of people who can stay regulated in the face of Supreme Court decisions like this. We could become people who can build strong neighborhood coalitions, who can learn how to take care of ourselves when the state fumbles or crumbles, who can survive and experience joy even in the midst of all that is happening in the world and with the climate. We can be wise, strong people who arise to meet these times. You can be someone who is conscious to what is happening and still 
be able to feel the vibrancy of life. You can be someone who decides what to give your energy to and when. Someone who listens to themselves deeply enough to know when it's time for another molting cycle or how to show up and be with what is here collectively right now. So my call to you today is to really focus on filling up on what feels like joy and strength to you. Filling up on what is immediately available and gives a sense of expansion. It is exactly how the crab breaks the old shell and it's how the crab forms the new one. It is filling up with what is right around you, with what helps you to feel like you are embodying the expanse of you and your life. It's about focusing and drawing in the words, the books, the podcasts, the shows that give you this felt sense of resolve and expansion. It's about prioritizing the habits that give you this sense of largeness and filling your life and filling your space. It's the relationships that give you permission to transform and molt and change and be afraid but also be big enough and strong enough to meet these times. It is also about focusing your energy on the work that gives you this felt sense of expansion and fullness. And I know that can be really fraught when we're inside of work that um, doesn't feel that way at all or that feels really overbearing or like too much. And my encouragement to you there is to hold close the work that gives you a sense of inner alignment um, and to take it in smaller doses or just appreciate when it comes across if it's small. But then also notice where you start to grip and want to hold on to it. Again, cancer is so much about moving with the life force that is already here. So if you find yourself gripping, trying to hold on to work that feels good but limited, or holding on to work that might feel good but doesn't seem like it's going to last, or holding on to work that used to make sense for a former identity but isn't actually fitting for you anymore, I just want you to imagine like loosening your hands a little bit and letting go just enough to breathe a little deeper and see what else this rushing river might want to bring you or where else it might want to take you. This is all about making small recommitments to your alignment. And again, this has impacts on your personal life as you allow yourself to grow and transform. It also has impacts on the collective because if we're going through a a mass collective molting process, then that's a mirror of what's happening inside of each of us individually and vice versa. I believe that our internal worlds and our external worlds are mirrors of one another. And so as you do this work, it has impacts on how we're moving through this collectively. You know, crabs are molting in the midst of sea currents and movement. There's predators around, there's activity. So if they can do it, I know that we can molt too in the midst of everything that is going on. And even tiny recommitments to your alignment are how you can build a new momentum, how you can tap into that vitality and sense of like a rushing river that is full and bringing hydration to the entire landscape. You can be with these times right now in a way that is brave, but also joyful. Your sense of integrity and contentment is right here. It's not far from you. You just need to claim it and recommit to it. Drink it in. 
Let it make you big. Get so big that the old you, the apologetic you, the unsure you, the you that carried all these old barnacles of beliefs about work and what you had to do or not do, that old you can just crack open and just be taken away by the sea. You can do that. I know that we can do that. And I just want to encourage you to hold on to the crab or any part of this molting process metaphor as wisdom and drink it in and work with it in your own unique way this early summer period. So that's what I have for you today, my friends. I hope this felt encouraging and helpful. Part of my alignment this summer is slowing down my activity a bit. So I'm going to do one podcast episode in July and one in August um, instead of doing two per month. I just need a little a little spaciousness. This crab needs to, (laughs) you know, get into a a little bit bigger shell right now. So um, if you would like to stay in closer touch, you can always sign up to receive my weekly email where I share more on how to stay aligned with the natural world's rhythms and also the needs of your inner landscape. Um, So you are totally welcome to do that at awildnewwork.com or the link in the show notes. And I would love to have you inside of that community as well. So I'll be back with you in two weeks and then we'll take a little longer break. Um, Take such good care and I'll see you on the other side.